Welcome to another edition of In The Moment. I'm your host, Michael D. Jones, and for the next 30 minutes, we're going to dive into the inspiring stories and perspectives of individuals making waves in their fields. So join us for insightful conversations filled with positivity, laughter, and a touch of movie magic. And remember, success isn't about reaching the destination, it's about savoring the journey. So let's soak it in. Every moment, right now. Hey everybody, uh, this is another edition of In The Moment with me, Michael Jones. And today I have an incredible, wonderful guest. His name is Ed Horwitz. He is an amazing individual. He's a producer. Um, he's actually been uh, a mentor, someone who gave me my start many moons ago. And I just want to welcome him and, and say thank you. How you doing? Hi guys, I'm doing good. How about you? Good to everything, see you. Everything is great, sir. Um, you're in Los Angeles right now. I am. Okay. Uh, I'm still in New Mexico. Oh. It's, it's 101 today. It's very hot. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. It's, it's pretty nice here. It's in the probably high 80s, so... Great. Uh, well, one of the great things about Ed, um, he, you know, I want to get this right. You are currently uh, one of the heads of production to CBS, but you're also in charge of the talk, the um, the, um, the TV show. Um, I don't know if that's the right title. Is that accurate, sir? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't work for CBS really. I work for Just the Talk, which is a C, which CBS is owns. Um, I'm head of production on the Talk mm -hmm. and I'm co executive producer of the Talk. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I admire and I respect about you, Ed, is you kind of started, I mean, many moons ago, you were a personal assistant to Robert Altman, and then you were at a company called Landsberg. And if for any of you who know this back in the day, that was like a television production company, et cetera. But you did like kind of different positions and worked your way up. Yeah. And what I love about that is my first job in the business was with you. You hired me. You and Stuart Albert hired me at Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And much like you, I did the same thing for seven years. I did every position until I left. And that's where I am today. And so I, I respect it. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because, listen, obviously, you're a big time executive right now, but you had this transition. Can you just kind of go over some of the um, positive things and obstacles that you overcome to get to where you are right now? Sure. I just always felt, I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be an actor first. That's how I got the job with Robert Altman. I went on an audition for a movie mm -hmm. and he said, I don't have anything in the movie for you, but I'm looking for a personal assistant. Would you be interested in that? And I left school to, to take that $150 a week job. And um, it was the best thing I ever did. And uh, I did that for two years. And then I freelanced for about two years um, on different movies of the week and uh, TV series and even a couple of feature films. And then I ended up at Landsberg Productions um, in a job that I totally lied my way into. Somebody called and said, I have a, a job as a production manager on a show called That's Incredible. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that? And I said, absolutely. And they said, it's only three weeks and it's $200 a week. And there was a strike going on at the time, a SAG strike, and I was literally about to take a job as an appliance salesman. Uh -huh. So I didn't, and that was a permanent job, and this was only for three weeks, and I had to really make the decision, and I did it. Uh -huh. um, I took the job for three weeks, and I ended up staying there for seven years. Uh -huh. um, 
but I called all my friends as soon as I got that job. And I said, what does a production manager do? I had no idea. <laughs> and I figured it out. And obviously I did good because I stayed there for seven years and I worked my way up and I figured out what I wanted to do because I was really good at that. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea it even existed before. And um, I knew that in order to do a good job at it, I'd have to, I should work in all the positions that that department oversees. Yeah. So I understand it. Um, cause I worked with a lot of people that were like writers and became executive producers and have no idea what the people below them do. Right. So I figured the best way to do it is to try to work in as many positions as I possibly could. So I understand who I'm managing. Yeah. You know, I love that. And it's so funny because we parallel because, you know, I was in Oakland and I was the star in the pilot episode of story behind the story. That's how I oh. met you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I, I was I, I and so Tim Rogan said, "Hey, come down to L.A." And I just did. I I took my car. I got hired, and again, I was going to be the actor wow. in Unsolved Mysteries, and I worked my way up. And I literally, that's we have the same. <laughs> the that's same crazy. That's really funny. I, I, I did not know that. And well, here's the funny thing: because I I teach um, a PA training course, and one of the things I bring up are some of the people that started Unsolved Mysteries, and one of them is Matthew McConaughey. His first job. Yeah. Was I remember that. I remember when we cast him. I mean, he was at a, in Texas as an yeah. extra on one of our stories. Yeah, and he was great. I remember that. And I remember uh, David McKenna was a PA, and he kept saying, I got the script, I got the script. And his first one was nominated for an Oscar, uh, Academy History, uh, American History X. <laughs> so it's just like, so everything's from Unsolved Mysteries from the day. Crazy. Yeah. All right, good. so, sir, um, again, you've, you've done so many things. Like, your resume is so extensive. You've created shows. I mean, you've done so many. Um, I mean, there's such a list. Story behind the story. I mean, you were doing Street Smarts, the Queen Latifah show, Eliminate. That was on forever. You know, what are some of the things, what would you say is a story behind your constant success for you? I guess, uh, hopefully, it's just my personal interaction with people. And the, I, I hire people that know how to do what they're doing but also that I want to spend 16 hours a day with because um, you do, you end up spending a lot of time with these people, more time than your family. And so I try to put together a good group, a family, basically a work family. And I think that follows me and I've come to companies. I, I took over uh, running a company for a long time that didn't have a great reputation in the beginning when I first came there, as far as people getting paid on time and all that kind of stuff. And I just don't believe in that. I mean, people do their work, they should get paid when they want. And I fixed that. And I gave that company the reputation that it deserved. And I feel like I think that's hopefully kind of my legacy. It's just fairness yeah. and, and, you know, good heartedness mm -hmm. to people that I work with. I love that. I think what you said is true. It is family because even when I'm on set, you know, I just finished a movie recently. I had a hundred people every day and I know everyone's name. I really, and that's just who I am. I'm just a genuine person. And they always find out like, Oh my God, you're actually real. Like if we have a late night, I'm like, Hey, um, tech, do you guys make it home? Like I actually care. And I think that's important because it fills us up, you know, and especially for what we do because we're always under high stress. And that's one of the things I want to ask you. What's your daily routine? How do you stay positive and motivated? Listen, we all have our bad days, but you know, is there a system or something that you use to kind of recharge yourself and, and keep the momentum going? Not really. I just think 
I, it took me years to figure out that I really do like what I do. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to like what you do to do a good job at it. And because I like what I do, um, I feel like I do a good job and I like to see achievement. And as long as I keep seeing achievement and progress in what I'm doing and who I'm doing it for, it, it that's what motivates me. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think that's fantastic. And then now, how does this apply into your personal life too? Again, we can always have work and have, you know, all the success and positivity, but you know, in your personal life, what are some of the things that, again, that you use for yourself to kind of just, you know, get you through all that we're going through? Yeah, I guess I'm a, uh, I'm a habitual optimist and people sometimes criticize me for that because I don't automatically look for the bad in something where I have people in my life that definitely do. And that's a good yin and yang, to be honest with you. But um, I just always trust everybody until they give me a reason not to. And um, I just always feel like things are going to go well until I have a reason not to feel that way. And I think that just keeps me going through it. Like even when I talk to my parents now, my, my parents are older and they just moved into a new place. And my dad's like, Oh, this is going to be so hard. When we do this. And I go try it first before you say it's going to yeah. be hard. You know, just for me, it's, it's, everything's going to be easy until it's hard, yeah. but that's how, that's just my outlook. That's just the way I've always been. I really don't know another way. I love, I mean, Ed, it's so funny. Like you and I actually are very similar because I am the same way. I always try to find a positive solution to everything. Because sometimes it's those things actually, you know, something better comes out of it. And, you know, I'm always looking at what, what are the great things, you know, again, when I walk the dog in the morning, hey, I'm so thankful I can walk, I have my senses, I can do these things. I never take anything for granted. And that's not to say we don't have our bad days, but I always go to the positive, you know, the um, half full analogy more than anything, because, because why not? You know, and I just like living that. I, I know so many people that are so dark and they, and they just live in that space. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I don't either. It, no. does, it does drive me crazy when people don't automatically feel that way. I mean, if something happened bad that you right. want to talk about, then that's the real. But until it happens, everything's good. Right. I get that. What are um, what are you besides the you know the show that you're on right now? What else? What's next in your journey? You know, with us, you know, again, I tell people. COVID, while it was very sad, I feel it was absolutely a blessing because it helped a lot of it, at least for me, redefine what I wanted out of life and, and different choices. So is there something that has changed in your life? And like, what is your journey? What is the next thing that you foresee for yourself that you want to be doing? Um, I That's a good question. And I am working with someone right now to try to figure that out, to be honest with you, because I'm not going to work forever. I'm 65 years old now. And um, oh my God. <laughs> And I, and I probably have another, you know, seven years, I probably want to be doing this, I would think, right. and I'm just guessing. And so I am trying to figure out what's next. I don't want to just have to figure that out at the time. I'm, I'm working on it now. And, you know, I'm looking at businesses, uh, you know, that might be for sale or right. franchises or, you know, that to buy or something like that, but just trying to plan what's next. And I don't really know what that is yet, but I know that when I retire, I don't want to retire. Yeah. I love that. I mean, can you and I parallel? I mean, I just turned 53 like a couple of weeks ago and I'm looking at that same thing. Like, what is my goal? You know, what are the things um, 
I don't want to be doing this forever. I mean, and this is why I'm doing this now. I want to be giving back with the podcast or the book or the positivity and, you know, just life changing. Yeah. You know, I, I love, I've been talking to a lot of students and teaching on the side and I just love that. Just giving this information because I don't want to take it with me. It's, it's to be shared with everyone. And especially again, for what you and I do, we're in the business and we're creating something. It's content. It's for people to watch, enjoy, take it however they want. And I feel like that is a part you know, of giving back. And the other thing I love about you is you travel a lot and you're always at the best places. And, and that's the thing where I'm, I've been doing some traveling and I realized this is the time. I don't want to save the money till I'm 70. Well, then I can't walk up the stairs or do those things. Like, no, I got to do that now. And I, I just, I love seeing you all the time. Yeah, we travel as much as possible. We try to take one big trip and maybe a one not quite as big yeah. trip every year. And I'm going to do that for as long as I can. And then when I can't, then I'm going to start traveling and seeing the United States. No, I love that. That is, you know, I think I think it's wonderful. And you always have, um, all your posts are always positive. They're always nice. Um, and I know that, so you have three, three sons. I know two are in the business and one's not. How do you... What advice do you give to them? Well, luckily, they're in a very different side of the business than I am. They're in the feature side of the mm -hmm. business, feature film side. So I don't really have much connection with that side. So I pretty much let them do their thing. But um, my middle son just opened up a company and, you know, we're in the middle of a strike right now. So we did have a lot of business discussions about right. that. Certainly just trying to help him to guide him in a business way as opposed right. to, a, you know, how to how to do your job. It's more right. how to do your business. Yeah, so that, that that part we do get uh, involved in or I do get involved in with. Yeah, him. no, it's great. I mean, um, you know, my kids are adults. My son is, you know, professional musician and same thing. He doesn't really care about movie world, but it's still, you know, it's creative. It's ebb and flow, all of those you know elements. Um, what advice have you received that you still take today and then maybe you pass it along or that you would want to share with anyone on this podcast? I think there was a friend of mine who I worked for at the time in 1984 um, that, and I was a production manager on the show or associate producer, which was at this point, like kind of the production manager. Right. And, um, you know, our, our kind of job, people always look at as the no man the person who always say, says no to everything. And he once said to me, which I've taken to this day as gospel, which is it, the, the best people in your position don't always say no. They need to learn when it's right to say yes. And I have just carried that with me. Yeah. Whatever, because it's true. Don't look at everything as, no, you can't do that because we can't afford it. And I, when you're in charge of the budget, hmm. look at it as let's figure out how to do it. Yeah. let's let's figure out if that's what you want right I'll, I'll help you figure out a way to get it done yeah i love that and i think it's so paramount especially what we do because i get the whole oh you're a boss you're saying no i'm like and again i actually do it for protection i say no i'm actually protecting you and a couple of weeks later they realize oh right jones okay that was great you really saved my butt i'm like yeah i'm actually trying to help you so my no is actually a yes to something you're really going to need right. and that's the hard part trying to you know, we deal with a lot of egos in our business. And, and, but for me, it's sort of like, Oh, I'm actually doing it for your benefit. I don't have an ego because it's not my pro I'm trying to help you with the vision or whatever it is, because I do features 
it's the vision. I'm just, you know, I'm the middle person. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I love that. I love that so much. Um, well, listen, this is pretty much it. It's more just getting to know you. Is there anything else that you want to say or add or, you know? I can't, I can't think of anything except for you'll always do well and, and go higher if you're doing something that you love and that you're good at. Because I know a lot of people that just have jobs and they just keep doing that same job, but they don't really like it and they don't really put their all into it because of that. But if you like it and you're good at it, sometimes those go the other way. Sometimes you're good at it. So you like it, then that's how you're going to go farther and farther in my belief. I love it. You know, I just heard a quote the other day and someone goes, you know, a lot of people die at 30, but they don't get buried till they're 80. Ah. Wow. That was heavy. You, yeah, you should be having fun at what you do. You should. Yeah. Oh, I always still have fun with, at what I do. And I've been doing this for a long time and I still have fun with it. When I don't, that's when I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Ed, thank you so much, sir. This has been, a com- it's really been an honor. I um, again, because I'm indebted to you. I am where I am because you, you know, oh, you're one of the reasons you gave me a start. Like seriously, sir. You like you, you kept it going. Well, thank you. Um, thank you so much. This is our guest, Ed. He's amazing. Uh, and Ed, I'll put in their bio if you want to plug anything in particular. The talk, anything yeah, else? The talk, CBS, one o'clock Pacific and Central, two o'clock Eastern time. Okay, great. On CBS. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, everybody. Stay tuned for next week's episode, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Don't miss out on the next episode. Subscribe now on all streaming platforms in your area. Join us as we celebrate the extraordinary moments that shape our lives. And I'm looking forward to hearing your story and your success. In the Moment is produced by Silverheart Productions, LLC. Original music and composition arranged and performed by Zach Jones and Madison Nishkorn. Thank you so much for being part of the show. And keep manifesting joy and happiness daily.